I'm Arnie. Coming to you live from Retired Friends Congress. I'm Arnie Costell. Max O'Brien. Oh. Today we have a couple of special guests. Go right yeah. ahead, guys. Max O'Brien here with NFT Blockchain Holdings. AJ Schmidt. What's up, guys? Again, welcome to Thursday's Arnie with Reggie Rent. Mar Mar uh, excuse me. Arnie Costell. I'm here with Max and AJ, and it's, it's always a pleasure to do this. Now we're broadcasting live on Instagram, doing our thing, talking about the world. We have these blockchain cryptocurrency experts in the house, and they're going to educate us and open our eyes to what's going on in the wild, wild west of this new <laughs> crypto money. But I do want to emphasize, that is my phone. That is the <laughs> I did not say that. No. <laughs> so, AJ, give us an introduction to cryptocurrency, this blockchain stuff, how old people like us cannot be afraid about putting our money into crypto coins. I'll let Max go ahead with that first question. But. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a loaded question, but look, there's a lot that hasn't been explained the right way with blockchain in terms of getting people to understand the benefits of the technology. And, you know, in 2017, we saw Bitcoin hit 20 grand and then 2018, it, it tanked back to 3000. A lot of people made money. A lot of people lost money, but at a whole, most people learned absolutely nothing with crypto. So for me, it's, it's always nice to have an opportunity to explain a bit more and educate and, whether you're old or young, the way to look at blockchain is like a better, more secured internet. Our current internet allows you to exchange information. You can send emails, messages, video calls, but you can't actually do what blockchain allows you to do. Blockchain will allow you to exchange value. It will money, baby! Money. Value, money! Yep. Negotiable instruments not controlled by the government. Exactly. But, and, and it also allows you to create digital scarcity for the first time. And one example. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. what's digital scarcity? So digital scarcity means that you can create a one of one or, you know, a collection of digital items that can't be duplicated once they've been created or in this industry minted. And, you know, one of those technologies is an NFT. Um, so for those who don't know, NFT is a non-fungible token. Um, again, that means it's not duplicatable. Um, and what you can do with these NFTs is you can actually create essentially a certificate of authenticity in the digital realm um, for a physical item, or you can create a completely unique digital item that, again, it, it can't be replicated. So in that scarcity, you create value. Um, just as you would with a Picasso painting that can't be duplicated, right? So that's a one of one thing. One of one. Yeah. Very unique, very rare, has value because it's the only one or maybe one of only 10. Mm -hmm. But that is amazing. So tell us, how do you make money in this stuff? What's the what's the financial proposition? I even have yeah. a Bitcoin wallet now. Come on now. All right. Well, <laughs> look, I'm always happy to hear more wallets are getting into the ecosystem. And I think the there are a variety of ways to make money um but specifically in the nft space it comes down to creating a unique experience and offering much as you would in like the fine art space or really any sort of sort of high-end asset dealings like 
people will pay millions of dollars for paintings in the physical world because they love it. It, it, it might be a good investment. It might be good for taxes. There might be a million other reasons why they do these things. But at the end of the day, like if you're buying that painting, you could buy any $10 million painting. You love this one. Right. Right. And it's it, a lot of that has to do with the story of the, the artist of where they were and, and, and getting that experience through the artist and also your own interpretation. But when it comes to my focus in the space, I believe the long term value um, is is in tying physical items to the digital realm by using NFTs. You know, a friend of mine, uh, his name's Cyrus, he founded a company called Splitcore, and they created an NFT um, system for companies like Amazon and Shopify to go from the internet to blockchain. And these NFTs, these one-of-one -one scarce digital signatures are being tied to a world inventory system that catalogs everything on Amazon's network, everything on Shopify's network. So now when instead of on the internet, let's say you have like a, a unique signed piece of sports memorabilia, and we put that on 12 different websites at the same time around the world, and it sells at three of them within the same two minutes. Well, if these, if these companies aren't communicating, one person's going to get the item and the other 11 are going to have a customer service issue, right? Right. But if it was on an NFT blockchain system, the second that NFT is sold, it cancels at all the other 11. So it's a more efficient system. It's a far more efficient. secure system. It is the wave of the future. I don't know everything yeah. about it. And I'm just being educated like everybody else. But I understand that the, the future of blockchain and NFTs is tremendous. And we will be using that in so many ways that we can't even imagine now. Look, let me, let me flip the script for a second. Like when you first, when the world first heard of the internet, what was our reaction? Yeah, come on, I was around. Yeah. 96, 97, and, when they were still first coming out. It was I walked in a room, uh, Doki Williams, an old Raider. We, we had a company we were working on in San Diego, and, and one of our guys who's an innovative kind of guy walked me in a room. He had a roll ro of computers. Now, do you, uh, said the internet, oh, they didn't create some new shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember what broadband packages cost back then for businesses? <laughs> thousands of dollars. Thousands of thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah, like 25K, 20K a month, um, and, and sometimes more depending on the size of the business. My point is, if we look at the uh, the four stages of growth of the internet, we'll see the exact same pattern for blockchain. That's the best way to look at this is as the internet. Like, The first stage was concept. What the hell is this? We don't really know. We don't know what to do with it. And then businesses caught on at first and said, look, you're telling me I don't need to mail or fax or I can I can email. I can just send stuff to people instantly. That's an optimization that businesses realize this is a good return on my investment. So they jumped on it. Then it got into stage two, and that was education. When the initial core group of early adopters came to show the efficacy of the technology and then bigger news entities and and, and and investors started to realize, okay, this is something to be taken seriously. This is going to blow up. So now we get into educating the masses. And a lot of that looked like, um, looked like, uh, remember those little AOL discs? Of course I do. I remember you know, all that stuff. We, we go to the grocery store right. and at the end of the aisle, there was like free 30 days of internet on this disc. And we were like, oh, what? The, why not? What is it? Yeah, yeah, I'll take free. Everyone likes it. So 
you know, you go and you'd have this terrible dial-up connection that was still mind-blowing back. It sounded yeah. like all your neighbor's cars were dying at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, then you get into adoption. People start using this. You know, we had, we were paying for minutes. We were paying for data. We were paying for a lot of things a la carte. And then you get into optimization. How do we make this technology more accessible to everyone, more affordable, faster, streamlined, everything? So with that model, concept, education, adoption, and optimization, now you look at blockchain. We're just barely getting out of concept. It's been a slow start because like, there have been ups and downs in the value that have scared people away. The investment capital has poured in and just as soon been pulled from the market. Things are now getting reinvigorated with the NFT boom and, and all these capital investors are pouring their attention and funds and resources back into the space. And the long and short of it is, it, it, it really is the underlying security. If basically what we're dealing with is two different types of internet. And by that, I mean a connection of participating servers creating a net of information exchange, internet. Um, then what it comes down to is the difference between centralization and decentralization. And the classic internet is centralized and the classic business is centralized, meaning all of the security, all of the data, all of the operations are done under one central hub. So you are trusting every company that you sign your terms and conditions or you create a profile on and they access all of your information. You are trusting each company to be a tech security expert against some of the world's best hackers. And, and quite frankly, a lot of their focus is not there. They're focusing on delivering their product or their service to their customer the Making best money. way. <laughs> and, 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 it, and we've all become way too comfortable with hearing, oh, Facebook's million plus users got hacked. They don't even say sorry. It's just has happened. And we're so numb to it. Wells Fargo does it. And I'm not trying to badmouth any companies, but with a quick no, Google search, this is all factual. And what happens with decentralization is... A blockchain protocol gets let out into the world, like say Bitcoin, everyone knows Bitcoin. And once it's released, it's up to unaffiliated, what's called miners or just random people that are a bit tech savvy, that know how to log on to the blockchain. And back in when this whole industry started, it was more complex. It required a deeper knowledge of tech. Now there's companies that make you a plug and play box where they just right. mail it to your house, you plug it in and all of a sudden you're mining Bitcoin. I'm not saying it's a good investment right now, but the idea and the security is that you have all these people in their own network of internet and security and passwords and computer codes and everything all around the world, not to mention the massive mining facilities out in China and, and even here in the United States that are creating a, a huge security network because now to to hack a blockchain you need to hack 51 percent of all miners on that blockchain simultaneously so you're going up against china's massive mining warehouses with tech geniuses you're going up against some of the world's best hackers you're going up against people companies that are providing security so users can just plug in these boxes and they focus on the security of making sure no one gets hacked like and quite frankly that's enough of a hard task but what makes it almost impossible if not impossible is that there's a supply chain shortage 
on raw materials to make the chips, the motherboards, the graphics cards needed to, to make these supercomputers because massive mining facilities have been dominating that space for so long before anyone cared. And now it's too late to catch up. So I don't even know if it's possible to really hack a blockchain protocol. Max, like, can you backpedal and explain how, um, how each block creates that, um, that scarcity in any code? I'm not, I'm not sure I understand the way that that question was, was framed. Like, yeah. Like, like how, how decentralization, does, like how does the blockchain create a, create a path for, for it not to be hacked? It's because words. it's because like you have to hack people that aren't affiliated with a company. So now every group that is mining to make up that 51% of, of the, the population of, of servers that you need to overcome in order to hack or change anything on the blockchain, you're talking about, you know, thousands of, of networks of security rather than just one. So because you've decentralized it, your, your, your goal is near impossible. So it's non-centrally controlled. It's yeah. non-government control. Yep. It's more secure than the regular internet. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it allows the power to be, as you said earlier, power in people's hands yes yes i have a question when you're talking about the security you may want to speak up just a little okay when you're talking about security yeah obviously i'm a little bit older i forget things, <laughs> things i forget things are the passwords yes you had showed me this thing that automatically my first reaction was well you and i because we're talking about doing business together and i know we will be doing it <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, when I get paid, uh, I'm hoping maybe you can just transfer crypto to dollars because yeah. I'm so concerned about this. Mm -hmm. And number two that I'm concerned, I have been talking to people, you buy my artwork. Say someone says they contact you, I would like to buy this artwork from that you're showing right now. They physically take it. It's not like they're just going to have it on their cell phone, correct? Um, in, in an NFT, yes. no. So, like, the physical painting will obviously move in, in the physical realm, but the, the NFT of the painting that has, you know, maybe a video of you with your artwork okay. explaining oh, oh, it. Oh, okay. Of maybe, maybe we make a digital render, upload sure. HD photos of your, of your art. All of that can be baked into the NFT and portable. So that's what but it's are. also built in like what's cool is once it's an nft like whether it's through our exchange our app or someone else out there you're able to create a marketplace from your phone so now like for the first time ever you're able to authenticate and verify true ownership of an asset from right. the golf course or the restaurant right. or your buddy's boat or wherever you are on vacation or whether you're at an investor meeting and you've never been able to say, Hey, look, this is my Picasso and have someone believe you. Right. It's a right. picture of a Picasso. Yeah, right. sure. Exactly. That's what I yeah. didn't understand. I could download a Picasso on my phone and say, I own it. Yeah. Uh, but but now, with NFTs and blockchain, NFT, it's gonna, you're going to know one. that's an Arnie Costell and, yep. and, and that's what it is. And this person yeah. owns that. And, and, and they might then get the little story behind it or, or, or sure. something in a little, okay. That, yep. You're the first person to explain that to me because mm -hmm. I can't think why would someone buy something 
that I could download on my own phone. Well, it's also, and they can't because that's the thing. Like these again operate through the blockchain. They're accessible through internet applications, websites, and phone apps. But the underlying technology is blockchain. So an NFT only moves when a blockchain, and by that I mean exchanges ownership or title, when a blockchain transaction happens. So you need to pay for it. And then that digital signature moves. It's only storable on your phone or, or, or your device of your choosing. Like, I mean, technically it's, it never leaves the blockchain. You can view it from your phone. Can you mine personally Bitcoin? I, I have a company, I don't have a company, I, 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 I own stock in a company called NVIDIA. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, NVIDIA makes the chips to mine it. They um, make the graphics cards. So, so a server yeah. versus a computer is just a graphics-heavy computer that has very minimal functions. Um, these mining computers are set up to solve the, this abstract mathematical equation no one really knows what it is, but these computers all compete. These mining servers compete. Right. And the first one to unlock or to solve that equation unlocks the next block, which mints new coins. The miners get some kickbacks, but, but mining's not very profitable right oh, now okay. for, for two, ma- well, a couple main reasons. Like one is the, the cost of electricity and two is something called like the have, well, with Bitcoin, the, the easy way to put it with less tech, tech words is the longer it lives, the the less rewards miners get. So the less coins are, are printed, are minted with every block that gets opened. And essentially we have about like 18 and a half, something around there, million coins in circulation. All there will ever be is 21 million coins. It took us, you know, uh, 15 years or so to get to the, 18 and a half million it'll take us another i think i think i've even read it's up to like 100 years or something to get the last million or a few million and a half because it just slows down periodically is that because the cost gets higher it it has to do with the way that the bitcoin protocol was released it's it's formulated to do this and i believe the right term is like the happening they kind of um the I don't want to get into too techy stuff. because you're going to lose people. The bottom line, <laughs> the true, and, and I'm not a coder, so I don't want to get above my right, pay grade. Like right. I have a tech team that helps me okay. and I've advised on at crypto startups since 2013 because I'm good at selling crypto. I'm not good at coding it. So there, the, the easy way to put it is just that it gets less cost effective over time. A lot of these mining facilities, and there are many in the several in the U.S. that are going to solar panel to solve, offset that cost um but it's it's not really the highest and best use of time for funds in my opinion so back not to the basics which is the nft component <laughs> of it and when you're talking about uh, what arnie asked about we're talking about ownership of something now only maserati yep. for example mm-hmm. i have a title to that mm-hmm. you still my maserati i still have the title to that i'm right. going to get that back the only difference is on the blockchain they're not going to be able to steal my maserati I own that Maserati. I have the title. So that's really what the NFT becomes. It becomes an operational thing that allows me to verify my ownership of that image, that video, whatever that content is. So it just gives me the true title and I'm the man if I have that title. Sure. And, and and to, to also talk about a couple of things, like one is 
is making the payments simpler. Like our exchange and, and other exchanges out there are working to implement, you know, simple credit card and bank transfers so people can pay in ways that they trust and they're comfortable with. But we handle the blockchain transaction to, to, to execute on the NFT sale. Take your, your US currency, you'll, you won't even feel it. We turn it into Ethereum or whatever we need. We buy the NFT and then you just get, you pay, you get what you want. It's just like my debit card. Yeah, exactly. I don't get physically that. So 40 years ago, 50 years ago, I ain't getting no credit card. Now there's no one in the planet that has any kind of pennies. It doesn't have a debit or credit card. Yeah. It's the and same then, dynamic. And then, it will come just as 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 fluid and just as as user friendly and just as readily available and comfortable as as our debit and credit cards are. Yeah, and another thing is like, if you look at the U.S., we're not necessarily needing an alternate payment at like it's not like we can't wake up and use our debit card or our cash or whatever right now, but. In other countries, like I've traveled to Bali, you know, and I went to Bali for the first time in like 2013 and they had Bitcoin acceptable on their ATMs. And the, the reason is that like it's a it's a very, very streamlined system to store value. Like I can have a, someone pay me in Bitcoin and that goes straight to my wallet. No one got a piece but me. Right. And now I still have to report on my taxes. And, and there's ways of tracing these these blockchain wallets that are tied to businesses. It's not all private and anonymous. Not everyone's trying to do money laundering or tax evasion. There's there's just simple, if you're in a poor, underdeveloped country, I'm not saying Bali, I'm not trying to be negative, but just in reality in comparison to some bigger, more developed countries, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, you don't have, you might not have a lot of capital to put into a bank or deal with like, this, your startup failing or whatever, and, and Bitcoin is just easier. You know, it's anybody easier, with a cell phone can do secure, it. It's secure. It's not controlled by the government or some series of governments or some series of entities. So it At allows time, freedom, yeah. right? But well, they're going to try and get one, into it, but it's hard for them question, to get there. Yeah. What causes the extreme fluctuations? I believe Bitcoin was in the neighborhood today of about 45,000. <laughs> it's been going up. You know, it was hung in that 30. Yeah, low thirty range, but it had to hit sixty this year. Yeah, they did. They so it's 60. like sixty to thirty to forty-five. Yeah. Where are we going? What's creating? Few things. One is as as Reggie put, this is the wild, wild west, right? This is a a relatively deregulated, unregulated space. Um, the regulators are working to fix that, and there are some barriers um, that they're look that honestly, some new legislation needs to come out because. Um, there's some things that they're trying to wrap their heads around with the SEC and securities laws for tokens. But to, to keep it simple, um, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, if there, if there is an ability to take advantage of a deregulated space where someone like very famous, even someone like Elon Musk, right? As much as I love a lot of what he's doing, there, he has so much power and influence on, on Twitter right. alone. That yeah. if he says, hey, Tesla is accepting Bitcoin right yeah, now, jacked. everything gets jacked up. Dogecoin. Right? Dogecoin. Right. Yeah, exactly. Dog, right? Right. So now, and, and that that's a whole other can of worms. But <laughs> but um, but even just like someone, if, if somebody like Elon Musk can tweet and make Bitcoin go up 
saying Tesla's accepting it, and then they're like, oh, never mind. Tesla's not accepting this anymore. Ooh. And then it tanks again. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's too – why wouldn't – if you were a billionaire and, and you're out there and you're thinking, man, I could buy coins at 30 and a couple tweets later it's going to be 60 and we sell, yeah. why not? Exactly. It's an opportunity that that may rub some people the wrong way, but I mean, look, it's business. Like, it's all capitalism, yeah. baby. I mean, I look like I said, I'm I, I'm a stock person, so I. I and so that's like the play in the stock market is gambling, calculated 100%, gambling. 100%, it is yeah. gambling. So, yeah. so I buy high, I buy low. I'm a sell sell it at the highest part. You think it's going to continue to go up? I think it's coming down. I'm getting my money up. It's no different. And, and, and the way that I like to look at this is like, look, I don't look at the coins that I have because I know that year over year, since 2013, when I first got skin in the game, my coins have done better than my stock portfolio, period. If I just leave them there and don't pay attention. The, the worst thing I've ever done is a panic sale. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've all been there, man. It's like, oh, shit. It's tanking. I, mean, I my, need some gas money today. Uh, Let me, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you play in the market, <laughs> you know, and you're down 21 points, and I'm going, whoa, I own a lot of shares at 21 points. Right, now. right. And and that's that's <laughs> the thing is like, the market, this was the first market I grew with. You know, when I got into this, there were like a few dozen coins out there. It wasn't hard to know the entire market. And then I, I grew and I, I learned um, and aligned with some of the founders of really big crypto companies. But, but I learned like by watching the news for the first time in my life, I could see with my knowledge, like which was actual bullshit and what was real for the first time. Like you hear, oh, like this is fake news or what, but I could actually tell. And it was really, really interesting for me to, to grow with the market that has continued even though it's had its ups and downs to just progress and and just see all of the market manipulation news manipulation surrounding it um the, the you know a couple of things when you compare the u.s currency to blockchain uh, or cryptocurrency and it is you have to think like i was at a conference in 2017 called blockchain connect i believe it was in san francisco and keep in mind, I started going to meetups when there were like 10 or 20 nerds that would be online. They'd rent out like a classroom, get a couple pizzas, get an overhead projector. And we talk about what might be someday. These coins were worth like pennies. And, and we're all just sitting there like, oh, yeah, like, you know, getting all excited about the technology. And, and, and then fast forward to 2017 in December, I'm at this massive conference where we show up early. We go into the auditorium relatively empty you know which is what we're used to right. we go out after two speakers and the fire marshal's there because it's oversold it's blowout i go back inside and i listen to this panel and this lady said is hit with a question she's like the, the audience member says you know don't people do a lot of money laundering or tax evasion and her response was the u.s dollar is the most successfully laundered currency in the world like it, so with over a 90% success rate of, of, of washing money. So it's like, again, where there's a will, there's a way. Crypto suffered a lot of bad rep, um, but it's heading into a much more user-friendly space. Another thing to think Coming of- Coming into the mainstream. Exactly. And, and another, <laughs> another thing to think of is 
the F- federal government, FDIC insured bank accounts only cover 250K. Every dollar you have over 250 grand in an account is, if it gets, if they get hacked and they're screwed, you're getting 250K, whether you got a million dollars or a hundred million dollars. So why take the risk? For me, I would rather be public, still pay my taxes, but store it on something where I'm in full control of the security. And I know it's the, the safest way to have my money. And, and it's also portable. Like the governments don't like this either because they don't want you traveling more than 10K in cash or whatever. If I was cold storage while I'm on a chain in my neck and just tucked in my shirt and I got 10 million on it, like all of a sudden you, you open yourself up to different opportunities. And again, I'm, I'm not suggesting people do this. I'm just speaking to the efficacy of what can right. be done. Interesting, interesting, interesting conversation. We could go on and on and on. It's so amazing having these experts on with us today. Again, AJ and Max have opened my eyes even more so to the opportunities in the blockchain NFT world. And please reach out to them. They can find you at? Well, <laughs> it's a little hard. I mean, I, I personally right now I'm the CEO. But they need to find you directly. Give them your company name. NFT Blockchain Holdings Company is a where I'm a president. That's our holdings company that bolsters our exchange called Art Gods. Um, and you have a website? yes, so our our exchange is going to be going live soon. It will be artgods.com. We'll release that very shortly. We think that our tech is about ninety percent done, and we should be launching in about thirty days. Thank you. You can find me at AJ Schmidt, uh, AJ S C H M I D T underscore on Instagram. Awesome. And I'm artycostell.com. And you can also find my Instagram at hashtag or whatever you say, artycostell. <laughs> As is. you can see, I'm the least technical person <laughs> in the room. That's all right. Amazing. A great group of people. I'm Reginald Grant. It's been first days with Artie. Always bringing something new, innovative, and educating me and you as well. Have an exceptional day. Peace, love, and happiness. We're out. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.